To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Uh, the other day, uh, my boss at work, uh, we have a very kind of small parking lot, and he hit my car. And I have, I have like a Nissan Versa. I don't. It's not. I, I, I. My car goes unnoticed in this world. You don't. You don't look at it and go, "Oh, that's 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 terrible." How, how how does he get to work every day? And you don't look at it and go, "Wow, that guy spent a hundred thousand dollars on the car." It's just. It just. It moves through life unnoticed. My my Nissan Versa, but uh, it got hit, so I had to keep keep it in the shop you know, for like five days. So I live in Long Beach. For the for people listening, I, I live in Long Beach, and my work is in Marina Del Rey, which is takes me about an hour and ten minutes to get to work every day, which is uh, very frustrating. So I, but, so I had no car, and I said, you know, I don't, my boss, you know, he writes my paycheck. I'm not going to hit him up for, you know, getting me a rental or whatever. I'll just, I'll take public transportation, which in LA, we don't have the best public transportation system in the world. So I would, you know, have my wife drop me off at the, the blue line train. Then I'd take it to the green line. And then I would take the bus to the office. So this would take an hour and 40 minutes every morning for me to get to work. So, you know, I get into work and they, you know, oh, Todd, how'd you get into work today? You, you don't have your car. And I said, oh, you know, I took two, two trains and a, a bus. And it's like the looks you get in West Los Angeles saying, oh, I took the bus because it's, it's almost like a status thing where if you mm. ride the bus, then it's like low class or, you know, mm. kind of thing. And I thought, I, I like not to brag, but I like the fact I developed in myself. And I think through the Tao, reading about the Tao, about how water, I think we're going to get to that chapter later in the book, about how water resides in the lowest of places. Yeah. And that water nourishes everything, and that water is kind of without status, and it asks for nothing from anything. And I thought that uh, from trying to remove any sense of status from myself, that I could again get to work where other people might have had a block and thinking, oh, that's, you know, only poor people ride the bus in LA or whatever. And uh, that to me, it gave me freedom and not having to abide by a status. And like, I was like, I, I, I would love to, as a human being, exist as a statusless being. That I could walk into a room and, uh, you know, if I was the richest man in the world, no one would know. Or if I was dirt poor, no one would know. And, and may try to not communicate my status to, to others and just kind of be myself. And, but, but we, there's so much pressure, I feel, on people to have that nice car or to have that you know, not a functional car necessarily. And it's, it's almost like I look at and I, I, I see the guy with the nice car and I go, wow, that's just, just way too much effort to be trying to impress your status upon me. Yeah. 
But I think the, the, the doubt and understanding of that helps remove people from that kind of cycle in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think something that we were kind of speaking about earlier reminds me of that too. Remember I told you that often children and pe- you know, so-called sim- people who live a very simple life seem to be very content, yeah. very happy with their existence. You know, they, they, every day they're living pretty much to the full, fullness, and yet they have, by our standards, relatively little. Yeah. Maybe nothing. You know, they don't have a car. They don't have a, you know, 60-inch TV. They, I'm sure they don't have a computer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yet they're content. Believe me, in my journeys and ver- some of the things I've done, I've met people who are worth many, many, many millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I've met people who have, their films have sold over a billion dollars worth of theater tickets. Yeah. There have been some people that I've met and even taught or interacted with in one level or another. Having more and more and more does not lead to content. Yeah being contented in life. Yeah. Um, it just means we have more stuff <laughs> to right, be responsible yeah. for. It's a, it's a, yeah. and, and <laughs> What's this, the saying of the, the movie Fight Club? What you own owns you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At a certain yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. And I think I've gotten to the point yeah. in life where now things own me, definitely. <laughs> I am owned by my mortgage. I am owned by, And every once in a while, I look at that and I go, oh, how did I get myself in? How did I... How do I hoard myself into this? How do I paint myself into this corner, right? Sometimes I just want to blow it all up and live. Like, I, I think, oh, I miss having a small apartment with just nothing but an old rickety television set and some books. And I was just as happy as I am now having a mortgage, you, right, know, you know? Right, right. That's why I said that, you know, the Taoist knows when they have enough. Yeah. You know, and what, what now? Enough is going to vary from one person to the next. But I think a lot of our notions about what we should, quote, should have, you know, come from the media. Yeah. And it comes from media-fueled expectations about what the, the good life is. You know, and so if you're, you're watching TV and you're watching, you know, the, the, the housewives of Orange County or the housewives of New York or New Jersey or whatever it is, you're going, oh, or, 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 or the, you know, living with the Kardashians or something. Oh, th- this is what happiness is, right? Yeah. It's when I have a life like that. Yeah. Uh, you really think those people are really happy? No, that's the thing. They're, they're <laughs> really? In a weird way, the media is kind of selling the lifestyle because people want to you know, fantasize about that. But at the same time, the people are screaming at each other. The whole I know. I'll say my wife, I, I don't, my wife watches like the real housewives and that stuff. I say, honey, you just watch people in expensive shoes scream at each other for a half hour. She said, oh, I love it. Can't get enough of it. I was like, I don't... I watch trashy TV all the time myself, but like that brand of it, I can't. I'm like, this is just uh, annoying. But um, and so our, I think our expectations again, it goes back to who? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you really? Mm-hmm. And what do you really need in order to feel that your life is meaningful and successful? If to, that, again, that's why I think it's such a valuable exercise and something I have my clients in therapy do periodically when they're ready. Yeah. <laughs> say, imagine that tomorrow was your last day on earth. You're going to die tomorrow at noon, say. Between now and tomorrow at noon, what would you do? Yeah. 
Would you um, go to work? Would you go earn some more money? Would you go buy another car? Would you, uh, what, what would you do? Yeah. And I guarantee you not one person will want to spend their last hours doing anything that has to do with acquiring more stuff. Right, yeah. Not more. Yeah. Not one. Most people will want to be with the people who they love and care for the mm -hmm. most. Some people will want to sit and meditate or pray, you know, to be in touch with their God or however they see, you know, what gives them spiritual comfort. Yeah. And so if these are the things that really matter, shouldn't we maybe create space for these things right, in our yeah. daily life maybe? Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and not spend so much time kind of, you know, like a, like a, almost like a, like a rat in a cage, just running around faster and faster and right. faster, kind of spinning our wheels. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that this notion of water in, in, in the Tao, this, like you said, everything seeks its own level. Uh, in fact, the low level is t where it tends to uh, settle to. We are what, 70, 75% water? Yeah. I think our brains are more like 85% water, wow. you know? Yeah. And, and so we, we need to learn, I think, how to allow this notion of how water adapts to any environment that it's in. It it's naturally folds itself around uh, in anything, any container that it's in. Any obstacle, it just naturally goes around it, over it, under it, you know. And yet we tend to try to fight for things too yes. much. You know, we tend, if something's in the way, we want to just break it, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> break yeah. through it, right? Yeah. We're constantly striving for more, more, more. And yet when we get it, we're still not happy. Yes. We just, we, so we think that, oh, since I got this and I wasn't happy, I must need more, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get it. See, we don't get it. Even though life is teaching us every second that that's not the way. Yeah. That's not the answer. And yet we don't listen to our own experience. The Tao is, again, it's this nagging little voice over your shoulder going, listen, yeah. listen to yourself. <laughs> you, know, you know, should you believe your own lying eyes? You know, <laughs> right. you know I, was, I was thinking the other day, um, there, there's always all this talk about, you know, why it, it, in America we have so much kind of violence, right? Like if you go to... Canada, you go there and your chances of being shot by somebody in Canada is, you know, I don't know, one one hundredth of yes. the United States. And why, why is that? And, and I was thinking about it and I, I could be wildly wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> and I think that because the expectations for life in America from what you're told are so high that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be a millionaire when you grow up, you can be anything, you could have this, that it creates an anxiety in people where, where people are not as kind of, I, I, I think, not as materialistic in maybe Canada or Europe, you know, places with the same kind of lifestyle, that because of that, people have an, an anxiety because they're not achieving these things. They have a grass is greener thing that I think that it creates an anxiety and a violence and I'm not getting mine, I'm going to take yours, or an animosity between mm -hmm. people because people aren't achieving these, these things. That not everybody is, is getting this. You know, it's, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not in the haves, you, you are the majority. You know what I'm right, saying? And, right. and it, creates, uh, it leads to a, a violent culture. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think it's part of it. I, I think it's a multifaceted, complex issue. Yes, Violence. Yes. In America, 
violence in the world, violence in humanity's nature, in fact, is it same. Violence is a, we could spend, I'm sure, a hundred shows talking about violence. Yes. Oh, <laughs> just <definitely>. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot to say about violence. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But, but, um, part of it is that for sure. And in alignment with that is the fact that our society, Western society, especially in America, the disparity between the haves and the have-nots is increasing. Yeah. It's huge now. Yeah. It used to be less. And a lot of these other countries that you mentioned, it's much less. Yeah. And in fact, there have been studies that show that the wider the disparity between the top and the bottom, the bigger that gets in any society, the more social dysfunctions you have. Violence, yeah. prisons, drugs, teenage pregnancy, uh, high school dropouts. I mean, you just list almost any kind of societal ill, yeah. and the more there's this disparity, meaning that there's less harmony in a society because some people are having it all and have a very comfortable life, and other people are having to struggle and struggle and work harder and harder for less and less. Yeah. This creates tensions, and tensions result in something. Right. Something has to happen. Something's got to give. Something's going to blow up. (laughs) And too often, yeah, things are literally blowing up. Yes. Uh, And bodies are dropping and blood is being spilled. Yeah. And so I think that, remember, the Taoist knows when they have enough. (laughs) Yeah. And let me ask you something. Have you ever just given something to someone, not with expecting nothing in return, maybe a child, maybe a homeless person, Maybe someone's sick or handicapped. You know, just people who have less than you and you help them out. Yeah. I'm sure you have. And what yeah. did that feel like? Oh, it, it, it feels wonderful. I almost don't want it to feel good in a weird way because I feel like that, then it, then it becomes a selfish act, <laughs> right? Like if I do something for somebody and then I feel good about it, I almost, I almost feel like if I do it, it should just be completely selfless. And I should almost not like doing it because th- then it's not a selfish act in a weird way, right? No, no it's okay. It's okay? Okay. It's okay. Because I'm, maybe I'm no, just a guilty human being. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think the idea of giving without expecting anything in return is important. Yeah. But the fact that you get just joy out of other people's enjoyment and happiness that to me is just being a good human being. Right. Okay, that's good. okay. Right. <laughs> Empathy, yes. Okay. Empathy, yeah. Empathy for others. And remember, I told you one of my Taoist teachers. That's what he said. He said that by being curious, we want to know what other things and other people are like. And when we find out, we can relate to them with empathy and compassion. And it cultivates it because your it, curiosity exactly. for your fellow man cultivates your empathy. Right. Yes. And then once you know them, understand them, and understand that. Really, they're very much just like we are, mm-hmm. right? They have the same blood in their veins. They have the same desires and thoughts and feelings and emotions, you know. They're much more alike us than different. Then we can relate to them compassionately yeah. with empathy. Yeah. Whereas the more different we see people as, the more violence there is in society. Right. And if people are, if we really see them as being nothing like us at all, then we demonize them oh, yeah. and we tend to want to kill them. Right, yeah. Look around. Makes it very, very easy, yeah. It's yeah. very easy to kill something that you see as being not like you. Yes, definitely. Look around the world. Right. And Look around the world. There, there, <laughs> there, are, you see. there are industries created to make me feel not like other people, right? Yes. 
What's This Tao All About is recorded at the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Check out the TaoistInstitute.com. See their schedule of classes, including Taoist meditation, Kung Fu, and Qigong. That's TaoistInstitute.com. Uh, so we have a really uh, big topic here on the show I want to get to. Uh, that's the Taoist concept of yin and yang. And uh, I mean, I'm, again, we could probably do uh, 400 shows on yin and yang, correct? Uh, but Easily. <laughs> uh, this is a huge uh, concept in the Tao. Now, um, to back it up a little bit, is the Tao the first place where the concept of yin and yang stems from? Or was it no. in other Chinese thought and then... There actually was an earlier school literally called the Yin and Yang school in China oh, okay. from which Tao uh, borrowed. Yeah. See, so some of these notions were floating around in various places <laughs> yeah. and then they were consolidated within Taoism. Right. And uh, some much uh, later it became consolidated in the 5th century uh, uh, the common era in uh, Chan or Zen Buddhism, which okay. is kind of a marriage of some traditional Buddhist notions with some Taoist uh, uh, yeah. notions in China. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ideas borrow from each other. And since we're talking about universal laws, right, yeah. um, that should be uh, seen as uh, natural. Right. As natural. That, that it would occur. <laughs> yeah, not just of course. Yeah. yeah, it's not just Lao Tzu, you know, made up this stuff and said, oh, that sounds good, you know. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, but Taoism has always been seen as a philosophy and then later a spiritual or religious system which is in touch with nature. Taoists yeah. look at nature, as we have said before, and notice that, you know, the sun rises and then the sun falls, right? We have a daytime, we have a nighttime, right? We, we get up in the morning, we wake up, we're energized, we do things, but then we have to go back to sleep and rest. And yeah. Now, are these opposites of each other? The night and the day, being awake and being asleep, are they opposite of each other? Or are they all really part of one whole system of balance? Right. They, they require each other, in fact. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't stay up and just stay up all night, every night, and never get any sleep. Right, yeah. Uh, no. Or you're going to become a crazy person. Yeah, right. And maybe a dead person. <laughs> become deranged, yeah. You'll become deranged. And so... Sleep, doing nothing, letting go, not doing, allows you to therefore be able to create the energy to do. Yes. And so these states are, are complementary. They aren't really the opposite of each other. Now, language, right, wrong, good, bad, yes, no. Our language forces us often into these dichotomous states. Right. Which are not really true yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not true you know we think they're true but and that's and therein lies the problem the problem is between our ears what we're thinking because we're thinking in very limited uh, linguistic structure that forces us to choose between this and that it's almost the 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 language the things we use to define the 10,000 things uh, are incorrect it imprisons us very often in, in, a, in a form of thinking and therefore conceptualizing reality in a way that isn't true. Wow. It's almost real. It's, it's almost like if you could go back and recreate language 
you know, the English language or other language, maybe Chinese gets closer to these mm-hmm. these concepts than English possibly. Yes, because it's using pictograms, right? Yeah. Using images, yeah. right? Whereas we're actually trying to use words that me- that stand for other things, yeah. words that mean something else. You know, the father of uh, general semantics, Korzybski, yes. who wrote an amazing book called Science and Sanity in 1930s. Brilliant book, one of the best books ever. I think of it really as being kind of the Western Tao Te Ching, (laughs) Science and Sanity, where he's saying this very same thing about the limitations of language and how language forces us to separate yin and yang into these dichotomous categories that are actually not true. It's not reality. And so coming from a Taoist perspective where we're trying to harmonize yin and yang, I think requires us to pause, not do, mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. and at the same time to take in, in the entirety the or? entirety of things on levels that transcend and go beyond words and language. Language is, I mean, it's our medium of communication. Yeah. We, most of us don't know telepathy, right? right? And can't just communicate non-verbally. But yet, think about some of the more... Um, profound moments that you've had with people that you really love, perhaps your wife. I bet you don't have to say a word very often to have the most profound experience yes. with her. Oh, right, I yeah, bet yeah. you that if you have a decent relationship, and I hope you do, yeah. I know that has to be yes, true. Yes, you yes. just look in each other's eyes and smile, it and you've said, you've said things that can't be said. Right? It's, the subtlety <laughs> and the inflection of how she says my name yes. can mean a thousand. There's Todd, and then there's Todd, and then there's a yes. billion different ways to communicate so much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and I, I think that this notion of yin and yang, it gives us the freedom to, to be open to that level of experience. And also, I think equally as important is that things happen in their own way and in their own time and for a reason that we don't always see at the very beginning. And often we will label something as, oh, this is unpleasant, this is negative, this is bad, when actually that is just part of a cycle of something that is in the process of becoming. And in order for us to appreciate this, this whatever it is, in its totality, we had to have this initial period of discomfort, discomfort or, yeah, uh, unpleasantness, uh, something that we might label as uh, not good or even bad, when actually, in the long run, it's actually which is part of the natural unfolding of things as they are. Yeah, yeah. And a lot depends on how you look at things, too. Two different people, much less a million different people, will look at the exact same thing and come to completely different conclusions about it. Yeah. Uh, you know the old saying, one man's meat is another man's poison? Right. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, right. yeah. And what's good and nurturing for you might be very toxic and out of balance for somebody else. It was like you were talking about uh, vitality and health. We were off mic. We were, we were yes. discussing and, uh, the personal humors in one's body, yes. react to things fortunately or unfortunately. Yes. On a, the health should be taken on a personal basis. Kind yes. Of. Um, I, you know, I, I was thinking, what are the individual characteristics of yin and yang? Uh, typically, again, using language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the notions associated with yin are uh, receiving, uh, passive, again, being receptive, 
being the knight, being cool, more towards the feminine, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the gentle, the being uh, open to things. Yeah. Yang, uh, more the active, more the dominant, more the projected, more the warmer or hotter. Uh, more again, more activity, the masculine uh, way of approaching things, if you will. And much of the Tao is about, and yin and yang, of course, is about seeing these things as not as opposites of each other. I'm, for example, could you really just have men without having a woman? Right. No. Right. Yeah. Could you really have code without having some notion of heat in there somewhere? Right. No. <laughs> uh, does the day make any sense without a night? Some point? Uh, no. You they kind of co-create each other. They co-create each other. Yeah. And in Chinese medicine, that's very much so. They actually will tell you that if you study Chinese medicine, mm -hmm. that these things intermingle and co-create uh, each other. Yeah. And if you take one to the extreme, for example, if you get too hot, you get feverish. What happens to you after a while? You will completely collapse. You right. go right to the other side. You become total yin. You yeah. can't even get out of bed. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you need fluids, right? right. You know? And on the other hand, if you if you don't eat and you just uh, have, uh, you have nothing but weakness and you just become so uh, destitute in in terms of n nutrition and water and everything else that 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 you just start to kind of wither away you'll get a horrible fever your whole body will become inflamed you'll go to extreme yang so yeah. extremes you actually wind up collapsing and then flipping to the other extreme i'm sure in nature's attempt to try to rebalance things but it flips you too far and and, and that can actually kill you right that's why you don't want to get to extremes yeah. because then your nature is going to try to overcorrect and the overcorrection may actually kill you wow Oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why balance is so. This understanding, this dynamic interaction between yin and yang, is crucial to having a good life, uh, on physical, emotional, societal, relational, on yeah. every level of existence. It's crucial. Yeah, it's critical. So it's under. It's it's a. It, it's a natural law. Of, it's a natural law of nature, and we violate natural laws of nature. To our peril. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's interesting that man man is from nature, right? So man is natural or yes. whatever, but c can act outside of nature, right? Very you, much so. You know, like uh, my dog is always doing something. Na you know, it's it's weird that man's inner nature can violate the basic <laughs> rules of nature. You figure we just all work together, right? <laughs> And I th and and I think that's what Lao Tzu was really getting at, because he he came up in a time where the, the Chinese were having the so-called warring states. There was disharmony, war, violence everywhere, and he's going, you know, you 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 fo you guys are blowing it <laughs> right. here. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the way. This is the way farmers should relate to their fields. This is the way emperors should relate to their. A constituency, yeah. you know, by, by not doing, by yeah. not imposing, by being almost invisible. Yeah. He felt that was the best leader, yeah. was the one who was the most invisible, but yet everything got taken care of, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there was nothing to fight against, yeah. you know, and when there's nothing to fight against, then you can just meet your needs, right? Right, right, right. And, and so yin and yang, I think, is a, it, it's a way for us to kind of check in with ourselves every day and say, 
where is the balance and harmony in my life? Am I overdoing something? Am I leaving something important out? Yeah. Am I missing something? And and if I'm putting in X amount of energy over here, in order to balance the equation, I probably need to do something over here on the other side. Right, right? yeah. If I'm running, 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 I probably need to rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'm lying around just lazily resting all the time, you know, I probably need some activity, right? I, I'm, I'm going you know, to rot. I'm going to rot. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, the Chinese talk in Chinese medicine, they speak a lot about stagnation, stagnant mm. chi. And they say health is when the, the energy, the chi, the blood and bodily fluids are vital and moving and active. When mm-hmm. they become stagnant and stale, oh, you're going to get sick. Oh, yeah. yeah you're yeah. going to get sick, and you might die if you mm-hmm. don't do something about that quickly. Yeah. But yet, on the other hand, if you run yourself ragged and just you know, beat yourself to death, that'll kill you too. Right. Balance. Right? Having, knowing when, when you have enough and what knowing is... Knowing when you're satisfied. Knowing okay. <laughs> when you're satisfied. Knowing when you need activity. Knowing when you need inactivity. Knowing when you need to talk. Knowing when you need to shut up. Yeah. Knowing when you need to receive. Knowing when you need to give. See, that creates a whole. Yeah. You just have one side or the other. You have one side or the other. Right. And there's no wholeness there. And when there's no wholeness, there's no harmony. There's, by definition, there's disharmony. Yeah. And when you have disharmony... You have problems. 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 The eighth verse of the Tao Te Ching: The supreme good is like water, which nourishes all things without trying to. It flows to low places loathed by all men. Therefore, it is like the Tao. Live in accordance with the nature of things. In dwelling, be close to the land. In meditation, go deep to the heart. In dealing with others, be gentle and kind. Stand by your word. Govern with equity. Be timely in choosing the right moment. One who lives in accordance with nature does not go against the way of things. He moves in harmony with the present moment, always knowing the truth of just what to do. Let's see here. Let's go to a, our chapter of the day of the Tao Te Ching. Uh, let's see, chapter 8. We are, yes. we are, we are skipping 3 uh, to 7, and we're going straight on to the uh, chapter 8 here. It'll take us forever to do every one of those chapters. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But chapter 8 is an important one. Chapter 8. The highest good is like water. Water gives life to the 10,000 things and does not strive. It flows in places men reject, and so is like the Tao. (laughs) Very humble. In dwelling, be close to the land. In meditation, go deep in the heart. In dealing with others, be gentle and kind. In speech, be true. In ruling, be just. In business, be competent. In action, watch the timing. No fight, no blame. Wow. So the highest good is like water. So is that that that's uh, it, there's a there's an element of that. I was talking about status earlier, and it's almost like you know, uh, p- put on some robes and walk the earth, right? <laughs> uh, but everything has to also seek its own nature. And everything on this, we're, we're a water planet, right? Yeah. We're a water planet. 
but as that chapter states, the, the water doesn't blame, it doesn't judge, it gives everything exactly what it needs. The acorn needs a certain amount and type of water. The uh, oak, the, the huge oak tree needed something else. Uh, the birds and the bees and the cats and the dogs, they needed that water as well. Yeah. Right? So e- e- everything sort, everything kind of went to this well, this common source, and, and drank its full and, and received exactly what it needed. Mm-hmm. But yet every single thing became its own unique self. Right, yeah. But yeah, yet it yeah. came from the same source. Yeah. But yet everything became completely different and unique and creative. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. yeah. The Tao is like that. We should be like that. <laughs> right. If we're like water. Right? <laughs> if we were like water, we would be more like that. And so this is a constant, I think, reminder because we are water. And we have to drink water, right? You can get by without food. You can get by with a lot of a lot of things, but you cannot live without water. Yeah, you cannot. You will wither up and dry up and die. Yeah, soon if you don't have water. And if you don't have what? What comes out of this interaction? Air, right. too, right? Yeah, air, right? Oxygen, right? even quicker you'll die <laughs> if you right. don't get that, right? right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in eight seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll go down, and in five minutes you'll be literally brain dead. And so, and, and the same thing, the sun, which is partially creating this, this atmosphere, this air, it, it, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't judge. It gives everything on, within its purview exactly what it needs. Yeah. And when that combines with water, talk about yin and yang. There's yin and yang right there, right? Yeah. The water, the most soft and gentle and yielding. The sun, right? The most hot, penetrating, and fiery, yeah. right? But we need them both. <laughs> we, need we need them, them both. both. Yeah. And when they interact together perfectly, oh, life just flows abundantly, right? Well, it's funny yeah. if you think about it. If we all come from the sun, yet we need water. If that's not... Now, uh, what, what would sun energy, in the yin and yang, sun and water, what is yin and what is yang? Mm-hmm. Well, sun is definitely yang because it's hot, right? Right. And it's penetrating. Yeah. And it's uh, the heat. Right? And water, since it's in its natural state, it's cool, right? It's soft. It's mm-hmm. nurturing. It's bouncy and enveloping, right? It's, it's very yin. Okay. It's, it's like the mother. Mm-hmm. It's the mother. And the sun would be the father. Oh, okay. And through the interaction of the father and mother, voila, we have life, right? <laughs> we have life. We have life. And, and, and we need, and that energy of this yang energy and this yin energy through that dynamic, re- uh, balanced relationship, all things can move to their fullest nature. Yeah. Everything can become what they are. And that is the ultimate way of the Tao. Everything becomes what it is. And the action of the Tao is to return, (laughs) return to the source. And what is our source? Air, sun, water. That's basic elements. Basic elements of all life. Now it says here, in dwelling, be close to the land. What I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) Well, in dwelling, be close to the land. I think that's even more important these days <laughs> yeah. because, you know, we, we, many of us live very far from the land. 
Yeah. Right. We live in cities and in structures, maybe several stories above, and we work in places maybe 30, 40, 50 stories above yeah. the land. Places right? where humans where, were not supposed uh, to be. No, right? no, no. You know, we, we were, were born in on the land. Right. And we to be in harmony. I think we need to dwell on the land. Uh, now, what in modern society, what does that mean? Uh, I tell all my students and all my clients that they need to do this. They need to take time out and return to the land because there literally are things, energies, that you cannot get any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, Chinese, the, the Taoist and all, and Chinese medicine, they spend a lot of time talking about chi, about energy. And there is an energy that comes out of the earth and being close to the earth, literally having your feet on the earth that you really can't get any other way. Right. And if you don't get that, then our body has to do what? It has to make up for it somehow, often by leaching something from someplace else it's not really supposed to. <laughs> right. And so in dwelling, yeah, be close to the land, follow nature. I think it's another way of saying being in harmony with nature, Taoism being a nature uh, philosophical system. Mm-hmm. And, and Lao Tzu and the, and the Yin Yang school before him, all the ancient Taoists, looked at water, looked at wind, looked at the sun, looked at the birds, looked at the seasons of life, right? Mm-hmm. Spring, fall, spring, summer, fall, winter. You know, they, they saw these natural patterns coming out of the earth, being in, of the, out of the land, and they felt that if we could live in harmony with that, then we would also reach our fullest inner nature as well. Right, right. And you'd have less conflict. And, and, and how, look at, look at most of the conflicts around the world. Doesn't it have something to do with people wanting to possess someone else's land and resources? Yes. 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 <laughs> that's that is everything. That, that, that's everything. That's led to <laughs> scarce resources. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're literally destroying it. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're depleting the, 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 the purity of the land, the water, the air, right? the ozone. The, you know, so when, when, when you, Move out of harmony with this nature, with nature, you, you, you lead towards your own destruction. And ultimately, it's stupid. Yeah. Because you're killing yourself. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. But what we're doing a lot and of And people don't st- realize that. I know. I, I, I know. It's, it's boggles, it boggles my mind. Yeah. That we don't realize that, yeah, you made another billion dollars. But you just took a hundred years off of our lifespan, right? Yeah, you know, all the Earth's life. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, so so at the end of the day, what's it worth? Yeah. What's it worth? What was your extra billion dollars worth? Nothing. 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 You you can't spend it on a on a you know a planet on fire. You know. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up today. And um, so yeah, so the Tao is about life and death, life and death. Uh, and how, by living in harmony with nature, we can live a full life and have a, a death that comes when it was supposed to come, and not because we lived out of harmony with nature and violated the law, the natural yeah. law, and wound up killing ourselves, much less our planet. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Thank Carl Totten. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys on uh, show four. All right. To learn more about the show, check us out online at whatsthisdow.com. 
follow the show on Twitter at What's This Dow? Follow Todd Perry on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. Now, don't follow leaders and watch your parking meters. Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>